welcome to the Sunation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Evan Van Musicum, and our guest today is Sunation's very own field marketer, Seth Plater, who spends a lot of his free time judging show animals at area fairs and events. It's nice to have you here. Thanks, Evan. So, Seth, what kind of livestock do you judge or have you judged? So, I've judged a little bit of everything, but uh, I would say mainly sheep, pigs, and now goats, that they've become a big thing in South Dakota. So what advice do you have that you offer at most of these events? You know, I mean, there's a lot of advice to be had. I think the f- biggest piece of advice I have is come prepared to the shows, right? The uh, the work that needs to be done needs to happen in those barns at home. Uh, when you come to that show, you should have everything fairly ready to go. I mean, those pigs should drive, those lambs should set up, those goats should set up. You know, there's little critiques and little pieces that you might be able to to work on in the show ring. It's a little different than home. And I like to get livestock out a time or two before those bigger shows, just so that you can see how they react in the show ring. So I guess my advice would be find a few of those little local shows before your big main event show and uh, and get them out and show them off a little bit. Going in a little bit deeper into that, I know that one thing that people sometimes forget is how much time it takes to get that animal ready every day to kind of get it showing its best at that show. It might only be 20 minutes in the ring, but how much time and what kind of things should people be doing for the species that you judge? Yeah, I think uh, it really comes down to you need to have mock shows at the house, right? I know some folks that'll step in a pen at the house and they'll set them up once and call it a day. They'll or they'll walk it down the road real quick and, and get it fed. But before those shows, you should be able to have a little mock show. Make sure that they've got their endurance up, whether it's a pig, making sure that that pig can drive for 20 minutes straight because some of these classes, they get pretty big and those pigs are in there for quite some time. So making sure that those pigs can drive, that those lambs have the endurance to be braced multiple times over a 15, 20 minute stretch and do mock shows at the house. Have your have your mom, your dad, your siblings come out and put their hands on animals and make sure that they're ready to get felt down the rack, down the loin and the leg. Uh, so that way when the judge comes and you are in a show, it's not the first time they've ever been touched as well as set up. That makes a lot of sense. And what about the, uh, do you have any opinions on, I saw in the last couple of shows I've been to about growing hair and fitting pigs? Yeah. You know, that's the, the hair game is, is a big deal in, in, in all species now. I mean, there's some burly, burly pigs out there that people are actually starting to fit them up pretty much versus back in the day, you know, when we'd clip them out a couple, two, three weeks before the show, let them grow back a little and call her a day. I've got families out there that are washing legs on, on lambs a couple times a week, goats, same thing. You know, I mean, there are all sorts of different products out there that, um, you know, you can find it at Sioux Nation or, or elsewhere that will help to promote leg hair growth and sheen and shine on livestock for sure. What and why are you involved in show animals? Like what got you into it? I just, I've always had a love for it. When I was six years old, seven years old, my uh, my folks bought an old farmhouse in, uh, in Wisconsin and they were kind of curious. So where I went to, I, they hadn't seen me for a little bit and they came out and they found me uh, building pens in the barn and taking the old Cub Cadet lawnmower with a yard rake and raking up all the bean stubble out in the field and bedding these pens for animals that I didn't even have at the time. So they said, oh, you know, we probably need to get this boy some uh, something to show or something to keep him busy. And at seven years old, I wanted to be a cattle jock. And my folks looked at me and said, Seth, you're uh, 80 pounds soaking wet, probably shouldn't have a 1,200 pound steer. And, you know, we probably aren't 
prepared and ready for that. So we went to the local FFA and 4-H chapter and talked with them. They said sheep would probably be a good deal. And so I started out with sheep and uh, shortly after got into pigs and a little bit of cattle and, you know, pretty much shown about everything now. And uh, yeah, I just, I've always had a love for it. And now that I've got a, a small flock at the house and I'm helping some other families fit pigs and things like that. I mean, I just love watching kids grow. You know, I, you come out there early spring and everybody's fired up and excited. Some people are a little more standoffish or don't quite open up as much or don't feel as confident. But by the, you know, we just finished, we just finished up state fair here not too long ago. And the confidence that those kids had, some of the most humble, scared, meek little children out there, at the beginning of the year are these monsters that just have all the confidence in the world and get out there and get after it. And it's really cool to watch them grow and kind of develop into their own element. You know, when they hit that show ring, they, they flip that switch and just go. So other than that confidence, that building of determination and perseverance through the, through the show season, how else does livestock showing benefit the kids? During the summer, you know, the, these kids are out there, they're formulating diets, they're understanding exercise and things along those lines. So when I think about when I was lambing out when I was back in high school and middle school, I would skip class two, three times a week when it was lambing season. And luckily my school was all right with it because they understood like, look, this young boy is out there and he's getting it done and getting life lessons in that barn. And and that's really where, where these kids are excelling at in the, the game of life. We understand, well, hopefully, by the time you're done with your first year project, you understand, you know, a little bit of how to balance a checkbook, how to balance rations, and just animal husbandry that'll carry out throughout your entire life. I mean, even if you don't go into the livestock world, you still have those lifelong lessons that you're learning in that show barn throughout the summer. Yeah. One of the things I I kind of get frustrated with some of my colleagues that probably have the same feeling or similar. A lot of the folks who grew up showing with, they have kids and their kids don't show, but they don't want to make their kids show. And I don't know about you, but because you seem to have kind of a organic entry into the show ring, but my pa, he made uh, kids do it for at least a couple of years. He said, you don't know if you don't like it, if you don't try it. And then by the time two years were up, we were hooked. We were in on this. And I just think that a lot of folks maybe to make their kids do something they maybe don't know they don't want to do yet. If somebody kind of is like, well, my buddy's showing pigs this year or has a couple goats at the house, like I might like that. Get with the local producer. They'll take care of you. You know, they'll help you. They'll get you set up and make sure that you've got what it takes to get it done and help you out. Give it a shot. Don't be shy. I was shy, right? Going into going from sheep to pigs to, to cattle. I mean, it, I was walking into un, uncharted territory, but there are really good people within the industry that you will give you the shirt off their back and, and really help out. And, you know, I think, yeah, I think every kid should definitely get out there and try it once, you know, I, and then working with other families here in, in South Dakota and, and in other States, I think it's really about managing expectations. You know, maybe you as a parent may have shown very competitively and had it all figured out. And that was your passion. That was your pride and joy. Your son or daughter, that might not be the same thing. They, their expectations and their, the reason that they're showing, it might be so that they can go hang out with their friends at County Fair, ride some rides, eat some corn dogs, you know? So I think managing expectations is really important too. Before you break the bank, getting all the, the top dollar stuff, I think you need to, to spend a year or two and just see how your kid's dealing with it. And then if 
if they are enjoying it. Because the last thing you want to do is fight your child to go out to the barn to do simple chores. You know, if that's the case, then I'd say that's not for that kid. And, you know, we want to make sure that's a, a good experience for them. So, so other than the, uh, than having mock shows, what other things could kids do to prepare? We talked about leg hair washing if they're going to do hair. We talked about leading and trying to build up endurance on lambs and on, on pigs. One thing I guess I'm kind of thinking about is like showmanship. What are some maybe good resources that you'd recommend that you enjoy like hearing from kids that they've learned? You know, the extension office is always going to have some good reading material. You can go online and find about anything as far as knowledge and different opinions. And look, I, I fall into the into that deep hole of jumping on Facebook and getting on these forums and just seeing what people are saying. You know, you take everything with a grain of salt. Some people are going to have an opinion here or there or wherever else. But again, there are a lot of really good people, local breeders in the area. You know, whoever you buy your show animal from is probably a wealth of knowledge. And reaching out to them... If you have any questions or reaching out to them just just once a month to check in, I think is pretty crucial. And uh, just to keep that open line of communication. And, and there's always show clinics that you can go to or even a lot of these kids get into it because their friends are doing it. Go spend a day with them. Go go help them chore, you know, pick their brains. There's There's a lot more knowledge out there than you realize. You just have to be willing to go out and grab it up. So Seth, is there anything else that you'd like to say to our listeners about livestock showing or getting involved or? I mean, livestock showing's a garden. Dig it. (laughs) (laughs) When I, when I think about my show career, I think those years were some of the best years of my life. And I try to instill in the kids to soak it in and enjoy it. Right. Yeah. You should have butterflies before you go out into the ring and you should have some anxiety and want to do your best, but also, you need to sit back and reflect on it because it's a really short time in your life and it's very, it's going to develop you into, into that person that you are for your entire life. So I think, again, manage expectations, have fun out there. It's, you should, you should smile. You should give high fives. Like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be cutthroat, blood and guts. I like to see that. I like to see that passion and, and, you know, some tenacity, but I also like to see some smiles at the end of the day too. Well, thank you so much, Seth, for taking some time out of your day to talk to us about this and, and share this aspect of your lifestyle, I guess. I always feel that livestock are a lifestyle. Definitely. And, and Evan, I mean, you know, just as well as I, I mean, with raising some show stock at the house, I mean, it's there's a passion and we enjoy it. And, you know, I hope if anybody does, if anybody's listening, anybody has questions or wants to learn more, I mean, reach out to us. It, shoot. Like, I love having those conversations, right? I, I mean, you do too. So, it's we've got plenty of time on the road. We can have those conversations with folks that are curious about it. Absolutely. Talk to Seth about uh pigs and cattle and and goats and sheep and you can call me about poultry. Yeah. And rabbits. Yeah, what do we what do you and got cattle? <laughs> what have you got to say about poultry? I mean, get some kids out there showing some chickens. Yeah, you know, honestly, I really wish that more kids would show poultry because it's it's one of those things that's honestly pretty affordable. Now, I think the bad rap that poultry kind of gets is that it's, in my opinion, harder to do poultry than it is to do a lot of the other animals because that poultry's condition is dependent on those feathers. And it takes 12 weeks to regrow a feather. It takes 12 days to grow a little more hair if you nick a if you nick the top line on your, your heifer or you take a chunk out of the leg hair. It takes a couple of weeks 
to get that back, whereas poultry, it takes 12. I think that people kind of get used to thinking about poultry as far as like going to runnings and buying some chicks there. You will get murdered in the show ring if you go to runnings and buy your chicks at runnings, unless you're showing market chickens or laying chickens in their appropriate classes. I judged state fair this last week, and I my heart really went out to some of these 4-Hers, but I told them, I said, look, you guys did everything you could. This bird is beautiful, in good condition, good feather, clean, but you didn't fail this bird. This bird failed you. Mm-hmm. The only mistake that this bird has is that its genes just aren't good enough. But, I mean, it's a great introductory animal, right? It's, it's low on the cost. If you want a great steer, I mean, even just a market-class steer, you're looking at a couple thousand dollars. Easy, yeah, easy. And that's just that's nothing special. That's just a beef animal. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to spend the kind of money on a chicken that's going to get you a win, you're looking at 50 bucks. In the grand scheme of things, it's more affordable. It might sound harder to stomach because of the $50 chicken, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that it's all about the learning and the experience of the husbandry about just like with the sheep or with any other species. Exactly. I mean, I think, you know, that's, so I guess when you asked about my final thoughts, that, that part or that piece was kind of going through my head rather than saying a joke, but it's like, a lot of people look at the livestock industry and don't understand how we can go out there and spend the kind of money that we do. But it's not necessarily spending the money on that animal or that feed bill. It's spending the money on the kids, right? The knowledge that those kids are gaining throughout the year, yes, it's expensive and, and everything else, but find me somewhere else that those kids are going to learn as much as they did when raising livestock. I mean, I've got buddies that drag race on the weekends or do odds and ends, go boating, going, going fishing. I don't think that they, they don't get me wrong. They're definitely learning and learning these life skills, but in the livestock world, I mean, there's so much to be learned. And, and I think that you know, kids are sponges and get them out there and get them in barns, get them involved. So right, that's about all I've got, bud. What do you think? I think it's pretty good all right well i appreciate you having me on and uh thanks for your time well thank you for your time appreciate you coming in anytime well everyone thanks for listening and hopefully you found what we talked about today helpful and if you didn't find it helpful hopefully you found it interesting